0: Trigger alert, this episode has me on 10, so sit back, get your coffee, get your tea, get your snacky snacks, and get ready. Welcome to the Loud Thinker podcast, hosted by the Loud Thinker, that's me. Here you will listen to conversation from a Black, opinionated woman, which makes me above. Conversations will range from highly inflammatory topics such as politics, race, current events, you name it. What you will get are my thoughts, my opinions, my feelings, because I am free from groupthink. So get comfy and enjoy the Loud Thinker experience. Welcome back to another episode of the Loud Thinker, hosted by yours truly, the Loud Thinker, that's me. Today's episode is titled, what does protest look like? Now, I am going to warn you, I was highly triggered by this discussion that I'm going to have with you guys today. This discussion starts, this discussion came from a conversation I had with a co-worker of mine. So for those of you who know me, you know that I work with um, white men. I'm in an engineering career field. It is dominated by white men men in general but particularly white men so you already know that my point of view is going to be different than most of the people that i interact with we when this conversation took place we had just returned back from taking time off for uh, the whole covid the, the pandemic so we were all told we had to stay home for a period of time so that no one gave anyone else any sort of cooties so we were returning back at a, in a part-time fashion, and at the time we were, we were having a conversation with each other. We were just like checking in with each other, like "How are you doing?" And so when I asked my coworker, I said, "How are you doing?" He said, "You know, overall I'm okay, but I'm just I'm just really tired of all this protesting. I'm just tired of all the marching." that was extremely triggering to me because he was tired he was tired (laughs) so my my triggered self of course couldn't let that one slide so i'm like "What, what do you mean you're tired he's like i'm just tired of seeing all all of these people protesting so i had to jump in there i said do you know why they're marching He's like, well, yeah, I understand, you know, George Floyd was, you know, murdered. But I said, but do you know why they're marching? So I said, I expect you to say something like that. And I said, you can take that one of two ways. You can take that as, I expect you to say something like that. Or you can take that as, I expect you to say something like that. So I began to to go into my, I I don't know if you want to call it a diatribe or a soliloquy. I don't know. But I proceeded to set it the F off. And let me just say this. I was doing everything I could not to engage in full-on cussery because I have a trash mouth. However, I'm trying to get delivered from cussing. (laughs) this was so triggering to me and I don't know why I was this triggered, but I was, okay. So what I said was, let's let's talk about this protest situation. I said, number one, protest looks like many things. Number one, protest looks like marching. It also looks like looting. It also looks like rioting. It looks like boycotting. It also looks like engaging in legislation or policy reform. And other things that I can't really think of at this point in time. I said, but protest looks like all those things. And it just so happens that what you are seeing on television is the marching, the looting, and the rioting. And I said, "Who are you to say what protests should look like?" Like I'm like the audacity for you to be tired." I said, "Well, let me just say this. They've, people have marched before, but this is a little different, right? They've rioted, they've looted before. I said, "But this is the thing. Protest is supposed to make you uncomfortable. You're supposed to be uncomfortable and that's exactly what's happening because earlier in the conversation he had talked about like he's just not happy, and, you know, basically alluding to, he didn't use those words, but basically he was feeling a level of discomfort. So I'm like, it's supposed to make you feel uncomfortable. But I'm like, who are you to say what protest should look like? You know, you're you're basically, he was talking about like they're protesting and there's blocking streets and all kinds of things. And so basically, it was a disruption. I'm like, it should be a disruption. I said, but now let me just say this my protest does not look like rioting, doesn't look like anything rooted in violence, doesn't look like anything that's going to revolve around looting because my protest comes from my Christian worldview. So I'm not really interested in rioting and looting. I don't want to incite violence and and steal. And that's not to say that there isn't that sort of thing that happens throughout the Christian history or any Abrahamic uh, uh, religion. But my protest doesn't necessarily look like that. But who am I to determine what protests should look like? Because I know that it's supposed to make you uncomfortable. So he, he, he was just really like you know, feeling some kind of way and I'm like, well all I know is this that's not what my protest looks like but it's meant to make you uncomfortable. It's meant to call attention to something and even possibly spark a call to action. I had another conversation with a, a coworker of mine who happens to be a black male. And he, he disappointed me because he said, marching is dumb. And now, I get it because I've talked to several black men and they're like, we need to stop all that marching. We need to strap up like they're doing and, you know, a lot more radical ideas. And I get it because people are angry and they're frustrated and justifiably so. It wasn't just the George, George Floyd and the Tamir Rices and the Sandra Blands and the Breonna Taylors. It wasn't just them. It was their experience and their experiences that they were angry about. And their and their cousins and their brothers and, and their parents and like there's the friends. There were a lot of people who were experiencing all kinds of injustices, okay. And so people were angry and are tired. But anyway, there's a lot. There's there's this sentiment that marching is dumb. And so what I said was, no, I disagree. I get where you're coming from, but I disagree. I said because. With all this marching that's happening right now, it's making people uncomfortable, right? It's, it's causing a disruption. I said, but you know what it did was it there was a this this call to action, there's a call to attention to some things. And I said, What happened was in the process of all these people marching, a lot of people are becoming more aware. Okay? So there's a softening of the masses. Maybe not everybody, but it is affecting some. And like I said, marching is just one form of protest. It's just one form. And I get it. People are like, we've marched before, we've marched before, and nothing's happening. And I get it. But the way they have been marching and taking over, when I say they, I'm like the, the masses, right? Right. It's doing something. This isn't just a one-and-done march. There was like continuous marching. They were relentless. And I think also, too, with the marching and, the, and this access to social media, things were being posted. The, the the news outlets were running it continuously. There was a disruption. But I think because there's more access to what is happening on a national and global scale, it was affecting people worldwide. You know, the light was being shined on America because we too are guilty of human rights violations. Okay? But anyway, so there was this softening of the masses. I think when you are able to, to soften the masses and get the attention of the masses, now it makes it easier to enact some sort of change. So when people say that marching is done, I'm like, you need to stop it. Marching is not done. And that doesn't have to be your form of protest. Your protest is whatever it is for you. But for some people, that's what they need. They wanna shout it from the rooftops. They wanna be part of a a disruption. And who are you to say that it means nothing because then what you're doing is invalidating their ability to or their, their reasons for how they or how they want to protest? Who are you to say that's not a valid form of protest and marching is done? F you. Marching is a valid form of protest. Don't say it doesn't do anything because just the act of people marching for them. is inspiring for them. You don't know how that's going to affect the person next to them, the, the stories that they tell, the sites that are seen. There is a synergistic effect of when people get out there and march, okay? You don't know how this inspires the person next to them or how it may hit somebody who's watching this on the television or on YouTube or Twitter or, you know, whatever. OK, this has a profound effect on some and maybe not for you. But the mo- the one thing I wanted to say about the marching situation is it is part of a holistic approach to protest. When you march and soften the masses, when you boycott, however you want to boycott, whether it's with your body, with your money, with your viewership. When you elect people, when you participate in the election process, that's a whole other discussion. Some people, when they choose to riot because they want to choose violence, that's not my form of protest. When you choose to loot, that's not my form of protest. But all those things are part of change. So, to my... Black male co-workers who think that marching is dumb, I disagree. It is part of the process of change. It just means that's not your protest. That's not your form of protest. To my white male co-worker who, who doesn't get why people are tired, I'm like, when you continuously see people who look like you, who are gunned down by the very... Uh, by the very group of people who are put in places to protect you. Yeah. So anyway, protest looks like a lot of things. One of them is marching. I could go on and on with this, but I think this is a good good stopping point here because, um, you know, I... I think that when you belabor the point too much, then what happens is it, it loses its, its, I don't know, its fervor. Thank you for listening. I hope you're going to come back. Um, I'll have some other topics that may be uncomfortable, but I'm glad you stuck around for this one. Take care. See you soon. That's it, my fellow thinkers. Thanks for tuning in to the Loud Thinker podcast. Whether good or bad takes, one thing is certain, they are my takes. Remember, I am free from groupthink, and something tells me you are too. If you want to hear more from me, my Twitter and Instagram handles are TheLoudThinkers with an S. Thank you for tuning in, and see you next time.